0: Welcome to another episode of the Writing Expensive Words podcast. On this show, we take a relational approach to turning readers into fans by using expensive words based on our emotions to write compelling stories. This way, instead of finding customers who read, we find friends and fans who will go on any storytelling path with us as we walk down the winding roads that make up our author journeys. Get ready to learn more about writing the story of your heart right now on Writing Expensive Words. All right. Welcome to my first uh, live episode on YouTube, which is pretty crazy. Uh, I guess I could do like a little intro about me. My name is Kristen. I'm the storytelling lady. I am the one who will always tell you that it is never too late to write the story of your heart. I have been working on the Writing Expensive Words podcast for the last four months, uh, maybe longer, November, December, January, February, March, so five months, almost five months. And today uh, we are going to talk about how to shelter in place as a writer um, to maintain emotional health and gain a broader perspective. And if you're new to this channel or you're just listening or whatever else, uh, you know that you don't know that I love to tell stories. And so what I'm going to do right now is tell you about my morning walk, which was way later than it should have been because I ate too much pie yesterday for pie day. Um, So the first thing that I noticed when I went outside is that there were these beautiful, uh, soft vibrant purple flowers that popped up over the weekend and I think they're weeds because I did not plant them they don't seem to have any kind of bulb underneath them and I was like oh my gosh these are so pretty I love them so much and they make my life happier but then today I went out and it was like super cold I don't know how cold it was because I didn't look at the temperature but the water in my like dog's bowl you know it's like one of those sparklets kind of bowls where the water comes out as it goes um it was all it was totally frozen like solid frozen so I was like okay it's cold and so I went outside and I noticed that the flowers were all closed tightly like they were like okay We need to prepare for the fact that it's really cold. We popped out for spring, but maybe there's going to be a couple more freezy mornings. And I thought, you know, that kind of reminds me of what I went through over this weekend where I was working uh, on trying to get a hold of the fact that I felt like things were not maybe going the way they should be in my life and also in my marriage. And I talked with my husband about it. And we realized that the problem was we hadn't been spending any time together. Like we had not been talking to each other, which is not good when you're married, uh, when you're living with someone in general, and you're making all these decisions every day about both of your lives and your family's life. And so we kind of just shut down everything this weekend, and we spent time talking. There were a lot of hours of talking, but we also did things like uh, we worked on the Iron Giant puzzle that my husband got for us for our anniversary, but it didn't come in time, so we couldn't take it on our trip. So we worked on that. We listen to um, records, vinyl, which we haven't done in a while because it's so much easier just to turn on Apple Music. But we're like, okay, let's be more purposeful with our time. And this morning when I was going out and I was looking at the flowers, I was like, that is what we have to do sometimes in our personal lives. But also that's something that we need to do in our writing careers. So I thought I would talk about this with you, wonderful writer. Because I want you to understand that it's not just okay, but highly recommended that you take reflective days when you realize something is either broken inside of your story or inside of your writing process. What I went through was I decided to shelter in place emotionally for myself, my own mental health, and my marriage relationship. But you can apply that same idea to your writing, to your art. Like if you're not a writer and you're listening to this or you're watching this, you can apply all of those things to your art in that sometimes you're, you're working hard every day. And like if you're um, someone who draws, you want to draw every day. If you're someone who writes, you want to try to write uh, every other day. I've told you before, I don't write every day. I write five days a week and then I take the weekend off because otherwise I go crazy. So I have like two days of reflective time built into my writing life. But what if I need more than that? So, you know, you need to think about not just, oh, I'm not making progress on my reflective days, but you have to think of the overall process because it could be that if you push yourself too hard, not only do you get burnt out, but you kind of ruin the thing that you're working on. For example, I've written, I don't know, I want to say like, uh, 15 books at this point, I lose count, Travis keeps count for me. Um, but I think 15 books with the book I just finished, which is um, use, uh, write fewer words, tell better stories. And I finished that on Friday. But so one, one thing that I'll notice is that when I'm looking at a project, and I have had a particularly difficult part, that Like when I was having a difficult time mentally that shows up in the writing and I know exactly what struggles I was having when I'm looking at the book, I'm like, oh, that's the part where this happened and I couldn't do this. Or this is the part where I lost this thing and then my writing was trashed for a week and I can tell exactly when I got back on track. And so I'm not a huge proponent of just pushing through for the sake of getting the work done. And I think if you're a writer, you know, of course, writers have deadlines, right? I have deadlines, you have deadlines. But you have to think about whether or not it's worth asking for a few extra days. And like, for me, I set my own schedule. Uh, You know, of course, I have like a team working around me. So I have to make sure that I think of them in their time. But if I'm like, okay, if I take like three days off of this project, Will I still have enough time to finish it? And will it be better in the long run? Or maybe I need to talk to my team and be like, hey, we're pushing this deadline a week. And that's something that if you're working with someone else who makes your deadlines, it would be worth talking to them to be like, listen, I'm having a really rough time right now. I'm going to shelter in place emotionally for the sake of my writing and for the sake of my mental health. The mental health always comes first, right? Writing comes after mental health. Uh, But to say, I need an extra week, like, can you, can, is there any wiggle room in the deadline that I have? Because it's better for you, which is the most important, and it's better for your work if something has happened or you've realized that something's gotten off track for you to kind of put the brakes on and say, all right, I'm going to step back and do some things that don't have anything to do with writing because i need a break i need to shelter in place because my emotional health is a little trashed and because it's going to affect my story negatively so sometimes also you're in a place where you get stuck creatively and it, it it's not necessarily an outside force that's coming in to damage your work but it's that your work itself is the force that is damaging your ability to keep going. And so what you can do is, like I said, emotional shelter in place, take a step back so that you can gain some perspective. Because when something is in your face all the time, you you can't get that extra perspective that you get when you step back, right? It's like when you're looking at a piece of art close up and you notice a few things. And then when you step back, you notice the overall effect. And you can get that way yourself when you're writing your story. And I don't just mean like you're making grammatical mistakes because uh, we talk about that a lot in the writing world, how we will um, get mistake blindness. That's what we call it in the editor's world, right? Like I'm a I'm a certified copy editor and we talked about that a ton, um so you know a lot of people will be like oh well I can't have perspective to see my own grammatical mistakes when I'm so close and so intensely into my project But also, you can't get proper perspective on the storytelling part of it, on your plot, on your characters, when you're so close to it and you haven't had a break for so long that you've kind of forgotten why you even like the story or why you even want to write these characters in the first place. So if you get to that point, it's another time to step back and emotionally shelter in place so that you can get a better overall perspective of the project. And uh, so... (laughs) I mean, I build those reflective things into my schedule already. Like when I finish writing a first draft, I don't even look at it for a month. That's my rule. I don't want to look at it for a month because then when I come back, uh, I can see all these different things that I missed and I can see all my grammatical mistakes too, right? Not all of them. That's why I have a copy editor myself. I don't copy edit my own stuff ever. I don't recommend that. I don't do it. Um, And so... You can also, re- when you revitalize yourself by sheltering in place by closing your petals, you regain some empathy that you might have lost due to grumpiness. <laughs> Like, for example, I had been talking with this person that they were thinking about hiring me to be their developmental editor. And I was like, hey, this is what I charge for that. And they're like, oh, no, that's too much. Like, well, they didn't say that was too much, but I could tell they were like, I don't want to spend that. And I'm like, okay, well, what if you just um, look at grammar and, like, um, word usage? Because it was, like, for a children's book, which means I have to take age-appropriate vocabulary into consideration. And so... uh, they were like, okay, well, what if we just do that? I'm like, do you mean copy editing? Because that's what copy editors do. And they're like, oh no, I already had it copy edited. The problem that I'm having is I need someone to fix the age age appropriateness in relation to the images that I'm showing because it's a book about World War II. And I was just thinking like, what do you mean you already had it copy edited? I saw it, it is clearly not copy edited. And so what they were basically telling me is, I don't want to pay you to copy edit it either. I just want you to fix this one or two or three things, and then I'm just going to publish it. I don't care if it has the right vocabulary for the age group I'm trying to get to or not. So in that moment, like last week, toward the end of last week, I probably would have been pretty grumpy, and I would have been like, hey, uh, so I've already explained my process to you several times. We've been going back and forth in this. I don't think that I'm the right person for you for this project. And you might be like, oh, well, Kristen, that's pretty professional. But that's not being empathetic to their situation, right? Uh, Which I always want to try to be empathetic, even if someone is not a fit for me as an editor, uh, a copy editor or a developmental editor. I want to make sure that I understand where they're coming from and I'm being of service to them in a way that I can. Um, So I looked at this and I was like, okay. And they're like, at the end, they put a little tag that was like, hey, and if you wanted to proofread it, I guess that would be okay. And I'm like, so you want me to proofread it for free, is essentially what you're saying. So I'm like, okay, listen, listen, Kristen self, (laughs) you need to think about. This person and what they're going through, and they're trying to do something really scary, which is publish a first book, and they don't understand anything about children's literature. They don't understand why including a narrative would be valuable for keeping a child's attention. They don't understand how all these words that they've used are not age-appropriate vocabulary for someone whose age is... Uh, 10 to 12 which was what their target audience was and I was like you know what Um, I think what you really want help with because you keep talking about the pictures is formatting and I don't offer formatting anymore because I want to focus solely on my copy editing and developmental editing clients and uh, I wish you all the best of luck moving forward in your project and I hope you find the right person and what I could have done also is refer a person to them I don't know anyone who does the thing that they want which is to take these totally irregular um, picture shapes and insert them into the Kindle so they all look the same. Like, that's not my thing. Uh, I know of a writer who knows how to do that, but she only does it for herself. She doesn't take clients to do it for them. So I just didn't know anyone. And I was like, okay, well, you're just, you're better off asking a community of people because I don't know the person who can help you do this. And clearly I'm not the person to help you do this. And also... I'm not going to do it for free just because you don't want to pay me. Like if that makes you upset, uh, you know, you're entitled to your own emotions. But it makes me feel sad that you want me to work for free when I've gone through all this education. I've gone through all this training. I've worked for all these years to be able to do all these things to help you. Like you have to pay me for the professional level that I'm at. And if you don't want to, then I don't think we're compatible professionally. And that's okay to say. All the time, it's always okay to be like, hey, this is what you do, this is what I want, but I don't think that we fit. So that was like kind of a tangent. (laughs) But I I just needed to have that emotional space to be able to realize like, we're not a fit and that's okay. Instead of feeling offended that they wanted me to work for free, which is what I would have done at the end of last week because I was just having all of this uh, (laughs) emotional, like, I was having emotional issues and that I hadn't been communicating with my partner, with my husband, and uh, that made my personal life kind of a mess. So it's okay to take a break. And I know that's not a popular thing to say right now. Everyone's always like, well, you need to hustle. You need to work really hard. Don't give up. Don't take breaks. Work until you feel like you're going to die. Like, no, that's not. You can't. <laughs> Working harder does not mean that you will get a better result because you have to think about the quality of your project, not just the quantity. And we see that a ton in writing, right? Because certain genres have certain word cap, word count caps to them. And we need to think about the fact that if I add 30 more thousand words, it's not going to matter to anyone because it's too much. It won't fit into that genre. So I need to make sure that the words that I am writing... Are really high quality. And I can't do that if I am, you know, <laughs> if I'm not healthy, if I'm not doing the things I should to have balance in my personal life so that I can do my best when I am having a writing session, which I am about to have, because I'm going to go through and finish the first round of edits Anya is Old School, which is the first book in the Old School series, which is a fictional middle grade project that I have been working on since January. I'm really excited. I talked to my uh, my cover illustrator yesterday. We had a meeting, and uh, so I can announce this officially. I'm going to be working with artist Brandon Neely on these covers. I'm really excited for you to see his art. I'm also really excited to... Um, show you these characters and all of the fun and challenging things that they do and inside of this story i'm really jazzed can i say that word jazzed (laughs) to be able to share this project with you as it's coming out i'm fully working on that uh and i will talk to you later on in the week when we do another episode of the Writing Expensive Words process. And to recap today's episode, remember your mental and emotional health are very important. And sometimes you need to take those reflection days do something other than writing, listen to vinyl records, go for a walk, do a puzzle, right? Do something you know that's going to refresh and revitalize you so that when you come back to the project, whatever it is, that you have better perspective and you feel totally refreshed. That's it for me today. Remember, it is never too late to write the story of your heart. Bye. This has been another episode of the Writing Expensive Words podcast with me, your host, Kristen Spencer. I'd love to hear your amazing writing thoughts and questions from your awesome writing brain. You can find me on Instagram at Kristen.N.Spencer or at Literary Symmetry. Or you can email me at kns at This podcast is funded by awesome listeners like you. If you'd like to support this podcast and keep it rolling, you can head over to www.patreon.com forward slash expensive words. You can keep all of my hosting and software needs going for the show by donating less than what it costs for one fancy cup of tea a month. And to be eligible to join writing coaching calls with me, check out the $12 a month sponsorship. You will get to ask me questions live about the story of your heart once a month and meet other cool writers. Thanks again for listening and happy writing.